Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everyone, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, a show where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar is my good mate, Ash Wallace. Ash, how we going? I'm feeling good. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm feeling good and juicy for tonight, Ash. Episode oh, one. So juicy. Yeah, we're getting into it tonight, Ash. How, do you, how are you feeling? You feeling jazzed to get into cracking furfies after three pilots? Oh, those pilots went pretty smoothly. The the, the middle pilot might have might have hit a bit of turbulence, but I think the other two went pretty well. I'm, I think I'm pretty keen for tonight. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you know that's what the pilot's all about. But now we're in full flight. We're flying uh, to Mexico, and we've got a couple of beers with us. We actually are drinking furfies for the first time. We didn't want to get too excited in the pilots. We didn't want to put all that money into a six pack. God forbid. That's a, that's a big big investment just for a six pack. But we've got we've got the furfies. I've got a crisp lager. Do you have a a pale ale there, or what what are you working with? I've got the the refreshing ale. Mm, refreshing ale. Yeah. Yes. Clean, crisp crack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's delicious, Ash. That's well done. Mm, very nice. I've already opened mine, to be honest. I bought a six-pack on the way home from work, and I cracked one open, had one, and I'm halfway through the other one. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself and open a third one here. But uh, I tried something really, really interesting today, Ash. Well, not that interesting, but I, I thought it was quite nice. I actually had a shower and had a beer in the shower. I thought it was really oh, nice. Really You're relaxing. Shower beer? Is that the, have you never done that before? <laughs> no, no, I've done it a couple of times, but um, I often don't think about it. To be honest, I don't drink that much at home. I'll have like a beer or two if I go out or something, but I don't think to drink at home that much. Might have the odd rum or something like that. But yeah, just like the idea of like, oh, I'm doing the show. Let's make, let's make our Thursday night recording session into like an actual, like a typical catch up, you know. If you live locally, we'd go out to the bar, we'd catch up, see how we're going. But, you know, since we don't, we can make this podcast into that. So I, I don't know if I'll go through a six-pack every 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 Thursday. Don't know. <laughs> no, I certainly won't. <laughs> I've only brought one up for tonight. I I think that'll probably cover me. But, no, um, shower beers were, like, back in the days when we used to go out and stuff. That was always, like, you'd get home from work. If you finished late, you'd just jump straight in the shower, crack a beer, be sinking a beer while you're having a shower, get yourself cleaned or go out afterwards. Even just sometimes before house parties we used to have when I lived in Perth. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm partial to a shower beer or two. Oh, they're really good. Like I, I've, I think I got the idea. I was listening to a podcast and I said, "Oh, how do you feel about a shower beer?" And I was, and I was like, "That sounds really good." So anyone who hasn't tried it, definitely recommend it. Personally, for my shower, we just we just done it up. We got a brand new bathroom, and I actually don't have anywhere to put a beer. So I actually have to like put it like just out <laughs> the shower on the ground. You know, while I'm doing doing shampoo and soap and stuff, and I've got to like lean over and pick it up. But if I had like uh, I really should have thought about it because we literally just done it up. I need like a like a nice bottle holder just on the wall right there. That would have been really ideal. But you can get you can get suction cup ones. I actually mm. used to have one when I lived in Perth, and I, I had the whole setup for like the 
the fun shower. I had the one for the, the bottle holder and I had a Bluetooth speaker that was suction oh, cup to the fantastic. wall, like a shower speaker. It was awesome. <laughs> I, it, it led to me spending way too long in the shower though. Yeah. Cause I'm <laughs> wasting <got>, water. <laughs> I've got um, one of the, what they call the, the Apple speakers. I've got they called, um, yeah, whatever. Little speaker for my phone, which I have in the bathroom and I pop up a podcast on YouTube or something. So I pop up just my phone just so I can still see it and I'm hearing it through the speaker. So I'm basically just standing there, in the, obviously in the nude, with a beer, just watching these boys talk. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine, like, if whatever whatever magic of, like, modern TV science, when they're doing the podcast, they can see their audience, and there's just you naked holding this beer. <laughs> yeah. And they have to try to like maintain decorum while they're doing like, <laughs> a straight face and... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know about you because, you know, obviously we're doing a podcast right now and I've done uh, nearly 200 episodes of The House of Mario at the time of recording this. And sometimes you do think like, what are people doing when they're listening to your show? Are they driving to work? Are they picking up the kids on their horse and carriage? Are they, you know, going for a run? There's so many things and there's so many reasons people listen to podcasts to like get rid of time to educate themselves or whatever. And you could just imagine just like, I wonder what that, just randomly pick a household that is tuning in right now. It's just me just standing there, just dripping wet, just sipping a beer. Like, yeah, yeah, good points, boys. Good points. Stark naked. Mm. You've seen, oh, what's the movie where they're like, she's dancing and she like gets back on the chair and pulls the chain. It drops water on her. Mm. Just like, just completely glistening. You would, yeah, you'd be the you'd be the number one audience member for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just what everyone wants to pitch it. Yeah, you would think just someone in the car just driving, but no, it's uh, just Soapy Drew. Soapy Drew having a having a good listen, a good listen. Nothing else. Soapy Drew. Nothing else. Could be a bit more crude. There's lots of things you can do in the shower, which uh, take a bit more <laughs> imagination. But none of that. None of that. Just sipping a beer. Sipping a beer. All right. So. Ash, let's introduce the word furphy to people. I know some people are like, what the hell is furphy? Especially outside of Australia. Furphy means, it could mean doing a backflip. It could mean eating a piece of cheese. But uh, it means none of those things. Uh, I'm just going to pull it straight from Wikipedia, just get straight to the point. So this is the quote. So furphy is an Australian slang for an, an enormous or improbable story that is claimed to be factual. Furphies are supposed to be heard from reputable sources, sometimes secondhand or third third hand and widely believed until discontinued. So this podcast is largely just based around Ash and I talking shit like we're at a bar, like we're at each, at each other's uh, houses, having a good time, and we're going to bring up some stories, and some are going to be tr- true, some are going to be bullshit ones we made up to try and put the other one off, and uh, we're going to call that segment uh, Crack the Furphy, which uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with. It's going to bring up a lot of banter. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Ash, um, just before we get into Crack the Furphy, let's introduce ourselves a bit. I know it's so hard to sort of describe ourselves. Um, we did it in the pilot episode. I'm like, oh, you know, my name's Drew. Uh, that's about it. But um, <laughs> but how, how would you describe yourself, Ash? You're, you're a good lad. So I'm sure some good things have to come to mind. Not all the bad things, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, okay, so I grew up in South Australia. I grew up in a town very close to the one that you live in now. We went to high school together in my early years of high school. 
Then I moved to Perth in 2010. So it was before, like start of year 10. I moved to Perth and I finished high school there. I was there for eight years. And then I moved back to South Australia for six months. And now after that, I've moved to Melbourne. I've been here for two years, two and a half years. God, it might even be three years. I've been here for a while now. Jeez, yeah. Um, yeah, I am an auto electrician. I work on buses, mainly public transport buses. If they're late, don't blame me. <laughs> um, what else? I, <clears throat> pardon me. I think we're both big fans of video games. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with a lot of my free time is video games. It's just good to you play them. You sort of forget what's going on around you while you're doing it. It's a good way to escape everything. Not that I need to escape. It's just a good a good pastime. Um, what else? I'm really into music, play a few instruments, none of them well, but <laughs> I like to think so. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else off the top of my dome, but yeah. What, what instruments are you playing at the moment? Um, well, the main one's always bass, bass guitar. Yeah, still doing bass. Yeah. Cool. Oh, kind of. I say I play them. <laughs> That's me like picking one up every two months and playing around with it for two hours and then putting it down again. But <laughs> I, you don't lose it once you've got it. Well, you can, but you, you get it back very quickly once you start doing it again. Um, I've got an electric drum kit that has collected dust mostly since I've bought it, but I've been trying to get back into that as well. I've sort of like the idea was to teach it to myself. It's not very good. Like in theory, it sounds like a good idea. Then you start trying to do it and you're like, wow, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. How can I teach myself <laughs> if I don't know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good idea at the time and I just have not gotten around to being good at it yet. And it takes a lot of time to be good at an instrument you've never played before. I can also play a bit of guitar just because bass and guitar are very similar. Um I've got a guitar. I've got a guitar. I've got two acoustic guitars. I've got a bass guitar. I've got the electric drum kit. Uh, the idea with all of that was to start doing sort of trying to teach myself to record music as well. But if you can only play one of the instruments any good, it makes it hard to make music. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to just bass. <laughs> you need the rest of the band. All, yeah, yeah, I don't even think <laughs> the rest of the instruments that people want to hear the bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised though if bass isn't there. You notice it. I think it's a yeah. I know it's, it's obviously one of those really important. Where, mm. where everybody's like songs playing, like can't even hear the bass. But you take it away, you can tell. Yeah, I remember someone saying, "Oh, the bass sucks." I'm like, seriously, dude. Like, it's really important <laughs> to like a good song. Yeah. You'll be able to hear it, and you know, imagine uh, if the bass didn't exist, Seinfeld just would be just have a blank theme. You wouldn't hear it at all. It would just be like those weird popping sounds in the background, like the boop, 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 and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if it would have even taken off? Like Jerry Seinfeld's like, you know, I'm actually not that funny. It's just all the theme. <laughs> just carries the whole show. <laughs> yeah. That theme just slaps. It does. It that's really, a, it really slaps. Bass, bass guitar pun because it's yeah. slap bass. <laughs> <laughs> just someone's out there. Like, <laughs> someone out there's like, nah, I got you. I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess for myself, I, I'm I'm Drew. I'm from South Australia, and I'm a farmer with my uh, my dad and my mum. Just the three of us out there on the farm together. Um, quite like the country life. Quite enjoy it. I play soccer, as Ash said. Really into video games. Even host my own Nintendo podcast called The House of Mario. Um, 
which we had a lot of fun. And um, it's sort, this podcast actually sort of comes from there. My co-host on there, Bryce, uh, we work at a bar and we really did enjoy Furphy. And we're always talking Furphy and we're drinking on that podcast. And we sort of uh, had the idea, so, hey, let's make, you know, drinking a beer and talking shit and bringing news stories and bring conversation to its own show. And eventually that finally happened tonight with Ash. So really excited about that. Um, apart from that, not too much. I'm sure we'll be able to share a lot more throughout the podcast and many more episodes. You'll find out if you tune in. If you don't, that's all cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, it's not. You You better tune in. <laughs> I, I did play drums in high school and I played for like a couple of years afterwards, but now it's been long enough where I'm like, I can't say I play drums anymore. Uh, I think the other day, it's still set up at my parents' place and I, like, I went in there and had like a, bit, like a two minute hit and I'm like, yep, cool. So I can't say I play drums anymore. I really wish I could say I still played drums, but I don't, unfortunately. I love I loved playing the drums. Though. It was like a really big passion sort of uh, almost 10 years ago. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Drums is a, a hard one to keep up, though, especially into like your, your, I wouldn't say later years, into our years now <laughs> because drum kits are so big and they make a lot of noise. Yeah. Especially I've, like <laughs> since... You've moved out of your parents' mm, place and mm. you probably don't even have room for them, let alone can't make the noise when you play them. Yeah. Makes it very difficult. That's why I bought an electric one. That's still like surprisingly noisy just with an electric one. I'm not too worried about the noise because my neighbour, I can hear him play drums. And he He's oh, actually true. my Tyler. <laughs> he actually turned up with a Tyler for my bathroom and he came over. Oh, and- no way. <laughs> and we talked about it then. Um, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm not too loud. I'm like, I, I don't care at all because that just makes me feel good if I decide to bring my drum kits back. But I've just got like I got this spare room where I do the podcasts and gaming and Twitch streaming and stuff, and I just don't want to don't really have a corner in here to put it. And I don't want to put it out in the shed because then it will get rusty and dusty and all of that type of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I was I was thinking about getting an electric one as well, but I'm like oh, I don't know. Still got to find a corner for it. <laughs> Being electric doesn't help that. Yeah, they they don't take up that much. much less yeah. room than an actual mm, one. They do okay. take up like a fair bit less, but it's still like the whole stand and everything's still like as basically as wide as an actual drum kit. Mm. Yeah, so they're, they're as wide, nowhere near as deep, I would say. But yeah, anyway, that's that's drum kit talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we can talk about whatever we want. We can make this a drum kit episode if you want, Ash. <laughs> so the thing about the Elytra, Elisus Nitro Mesh 900 is... Yes, yes. Oh, are you a Pillman uh, or a... Uh, um, what was my drum kit? Was it a Mapex? I think it was a Mapex. Yeah, mate. The brand. A Mapex yeah. is a drum brand, yeah. Are you a Pearl or a Mapex man? <laughs> I think Pearl's the expensive one. So if I was buying a drum kit, it would be Mapex. <laughs> mm, yeah, I got a secondhand Mapex. If I was going to buy whatever I wanted to... Pell's the Pell's the brand name. I'll go for that one. Everyone thinks I'm cool. So, oh, Pell drum kit. I'm like, yeah. It's also, I remember my dad used to play drums like way, way back in the day. And he always used to tell me that his drum kit was a Tamer drum kit. Tamer. I think that's like pretty expensive. I don't know where he got the money from, but mm. anyway. Jesus. Maybe he that was made it a- sound like my dad was a thief or a drug dealer or something. He wasn't. I just <laughs> just didn't see him spending money on things like that. <laughs> he might have been really into drums before 
He had you. Yeah, before I came along and ruined everything. Yeah. No, he he played in a band back in way back in the day. He's told me a few stories about it, but him never too seriously. Yeah. They just did it for fun, played a few covers, and that was about it. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right. So, Ash, shall we try and crack a furphy, my friend? Let's do it. Ah, you see? Now that's a frothy furth. All right, Ash, so who's going to go first? Who is going to try and crack the furphy? Um, I've got three stories here. Do you have two or three, like, I've rounds? I've got two rounds, mm-hmm. and both rounds are three stories. Okay, cool. I'll, I guess I, I can go first then, so you can go in between there. All right, so three possible headlines are here. So the first one is male fertility. How everyday chemicals are destroying sperm counts in humans and animals. The second one, female fertility. How everyday chemicals are improving egg counts in humans and animals. And the third one, transgender fertility. How everyday chemicals are improving and destroying counts in humans and animals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this this reminds me of when I was doing like year 12 and you would get the like f- the physics exams questions like pick the statement which is true yes. and they're all like kind of true but one of them is the most true and you're like oh which one is it um right so I'm pretty sure the one about the chemicals ruining male fertility is actually true because I heard that on a podcast recently oh, enough yeah Ah, uh, so the other two, I've never heard of anything making female egg counts better. Can you reread the third one for me, please? Uh, transgender fertility. How everyday chemicals are improving and destroying counts in humans and animals. <laughs> uh, see, I just, I really feel like that, that, um... The egg one, because the thing I heard about, it was a lot, there was something about, it was um, reheating your food in plastic containers is actually really bad for you and can ruin your fertility as mm. a male. And that it was all about fertility. I feel like they would have said something about the female eggs getting better while the males are getting worse if that were the case. So I'm going to go with story number two. Is the is the furphy? Is the furphy? Well, you'd be correct, my friend. That is the furphy, and the uh, the real one is the one that uh, you did hear on the podcast. So, so male fertility, how everyday chemicals are destroying sperm counts in humans and animals. And that actually comes from abc.net.au. So, thank you very much to uh, the team over there for supplying this. And it's a pretty long article, so um, I'll bring out a couple of. Uh, I guess, uh, paragraphs and stuff, and we can discuss it from there. So uh, the article reads, Within uh, just a few generations, human sperm counts may decline to levels below those considered adequate for fertility. That's alarming. That's an alarming claim made uh, in a new book, Countdown, which assembles a raft of evidence to show that sperm count of Western men has plunged by more than 50% in less than 40 years. That means men reading this article on average will have the sperm count of their will have half the sperm count of their grandfathers. And if the data is to be elaborated uh, forward to its logical conclusion, men could have little to no re, uh, re 
productive capacity from 2060 onwards. These are shocking claims, but they're backed up by a growing body of evidence that's uh, finding reproductive anomalies and declining fertility in humans and wildlife worldwide. It's difficult to say whether these trends will continue or whether if they do, they could lead to extinction. But it's clear that one of these main causes of these issues, the chemicals we're surrounded by our everyday lives, uh, requires better regulation in order to protect our reproductive uh, capabilities uh, and those of the creatures which we share our environment. So there's uh, obviously plenty of statistics and stuff. So, um, yeah, I can I can read them out if uh, the conversation sort of uh, needs it. But it is a you know a little bit concerning, obviously, being uh, young males being very much <laughs> the target of this. If we ever did want to uh, reproduce, well, I I personally don't actually want kids, so this story literally doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> so you'll be just like, yeah, just yeah, just. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I don't have to worry about it. I think there's enough people in the world already. <laughs> no, no, that's I'm not not one of those people. Um, no, yeah, it is. It is very alarming, isn't it? I mean, imagine by 2060, basically just about can't have kids. The human race would go extinct. Mm, yeah, it's just like it. It is. Yeah, pretty just like scary. Like the whole idea is just like obviously there's so many chemicals in our food and, you know, factory factories and pollution and all this type of thing. And uh, what it's basically saying is like when we are in like the fetal stage, it's affecting our growth of the, the hormones and everything that actually help us produce, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, semen or eggs or that type of thing. So um, it starts like very early on and it's nothing we can sort of do right now. It's when we're in our mother's womb. So, yeah. Yeah, a bit, uh, bit worrying, a bit worrying. But um, it would have been good if uh, the f- if it was indeed chemicals are increasing egg counts in females. That would have been a good story. Just pl- yeah, it would have been an excellent story. Plenty of eggs to go around. Don't worry about it, boys. You know, it's all good. <laughs> all right, Ashley, let's jump into yours. What's uh, what furphy do I need to crack? So... Just open it quickly. Uh, it was open. It has closed itself. Alrighty. So three headlines. One is false to our real headlines. Right. So headline number one. Homing pigeons that can't find home block I-95 exits. Mm. Story number two. Mystic Meerkats predict England versus Denmark results in Euro 2020 semi-final match. And story number three. Pig filmed in stunt where it is hit by a car for a college project film is released after <laughs> filming and immediately hit by a car. Wow. Poor pig. Done such great work. But it gets hit by a car anyway. Mm. Ironic. So, the pigeon. I don't know how I feel about the pigeon. Um, what what did the pigeon block the exit of? Uh, I ninety five. It is a highway in Florida, I believe, mm. and it was several homing pigeons. Several. Okay. I wonder how they would have blocked a highway. That sounds a bit ridiculous, if you ask me. I don't know about that, but the pig, the pig, getting filmed, getting hit. I mean, it gets hit anyway. I don't know. 
I just feel real self- sorry for that pig. You know, I eat bacon. <laughs> I like pork chops and that, but just the fact. Well, that, I oh. don't think they would have been able to repurpose that pig for edible meat at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All the college students just like pick him up. All right, boys, we're baking tonight. <laughs> Somebody fire up the barbecue. Woo! <laughs> um, and the middle one, just uh, repeat that. I seem to forget them as, uh, <laughs> as soon as they're red. <laughs> uh, okay, hang on. Mystic Meerkats predict England versus Denmark result in Euro 2020 semi final match. Yeah, man, that means nothing to me. I don't even know what sport that is, to be honest. Oh, you're a football man. It's the Euro 2020. It's the, the Euros. Mm. It's it's on right now. Mm. I didn't know there was a team called the Meerkats. There you go. I, 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 I got to be honest with you, Ash. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Mystic Meerkats is in actual Meerkats predicted the result of oh. England versus Denmark. Yeah, see, no, I got... Look, when it comes to sport, I, I love physical activity. I love playing sport. I love watching it in person. But I just I, I could not care about keeping up with like leaderboards and the players and leagues and even though I play soccer I just I don't watch soccer. Um, if if footy's on at the pub I'll watch it I enjoy it but I don't keep up with it at home and stuff. So I just got literally no idea. I feel like uh, when you're talking sport, it's basically describing how to change RAM in a computer to your grandma. You know, he's got no idea. Like, so what does this shit do, son? Do you <laughs> like do you Take the ram. What does the ram do? Is that like a male sheep? Like, what exactly is happening here? <laughs> so, yeah, I've got no idea. Um, so, safe to say I'll be the resident sportsman then. <laughs> yes. Oh, you definitely will be. You definitely will be. Look, look, I'll try and be up and trendy. I'll try and get in into the sport, the talk with you on the podcast. <laughs> That's all right. You don't have to. I, I, I have a, like... I really like sport. I follow a lot of sports, but I, I don't care when other people don't. I understand why you wouldn't like it. I used to hate it. I don't even I don't know. Wh- not even saying I don't like it, Ash. It's just I don't know shit all about it. <laughs> um, I, I can sort of treat it like a normal session at the pub where, you know, the footy's on. Oh, come on. Come on, Tigers. Come on. I'm like, yeah, Tigers. Come on. Yes. Get around the beers, boys. The Tigers will have a good match tonight. Come on, Port Power. Come on, Crows. What a shout- showdown this is, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going I'm to put in my furphy prediction here. Um, I think, I think, I'm going to say it's the pigeons. People are just going to run over the pigeons. I don't know. There we go. All right. So you were incorrect. Oh, for fuck's sake, Ash. <laughs> The homing pigeons that couldn't find home did block an exit on the I-95. It was the pig filmed in stunt where it is hit by a car for a college project film, then released after filming and immediately hit by a car was the furphy. Oh, well, I'm relieved for one. That's very relieving. I'm, I feel, felt very bad for that pig, but I've got to be honest, I thought that pig was doomed in the end. But Let me just quickly open this article and I'll... Tell you about these pigeons. Mm, mm. Tell me about these pigeons, please, Ash. I need to know. Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. An exit off Interstate 95 in Florida had Florida had to be closed for three hours after 100 homing pigeons fell off a truck and refused to move, <laughs> posing a driving hazard to motorists. Officials said Wednesday. How big are these pigeons? Are they little cows or what? <laughs> Pigeon sized. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at a picture. They're just pigeons. <laughs> I it's 
the the I have to say the name of the article title is very clickbaity. Pigeons that couldn't find their home, they couldn't not find their home. They just refused to move. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, don't, the worst, <laughs> don't feel sorry for the worst, him now. <laughs> okay, there's, a, there's a quote here. That, it's the worst case scenario. Homing pigeons that can't find their home, the news release said. <laughs> <laughs> is that the worst case scenario? I feel good for their city if that is the worst case scenario. Like nothing worse <laughs> happens. That is like Nothing could possibly be worse than this. <laughs> People turn on the news like, oh, Fuck, these pigeons can't find their homes. Oh, the whole family's just, oh, it's okay, Jimmy. I was like, wipe your tears. It's all right. This is also, this news article is also from Florida, where the infamous Florida man news article meme comes from. Mm. So I feel like they've definitely had worse news stories in the past. Yeah, I reckon they're sort of twisting their words a little bit here, Ash. I'm not not that uh, impressed with the reporting. I think they might have exaggerated things a little bit. I think they might have embellished a few a few words in there as well. Mm. But hey, that that's that's journalism. That is journalism. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't that's that's a very generalizing way to put it. I'm sure a lot of journalists don't write like that, but but some do and they're paid to get mm. clicks. So what what just, site was it from? That was from uh, ABC, but that was like American broadcast. Mm. Is it a community? American broadcast community? It's not the Australian one. They just have the same acronym. Mm. Yeah, because I want to hear an American say ABC. I'm like, oh, you've got that too. There you go. <laughs> you got ABC. I think theirs is also how ours is like a government-funded thing, so there's, they're not mm. paid by outside organizations to influence them. I'm pretty sure the American one is just completely commercial, mm. so they they are paid by outside sources and they will like make their stories about what their sponsors and everything want. I think anyway, don't quote me on that, mm. but yeah. So the, the, the ABC in America and Australia are very, very different. They probably don't get ABC. Uh, no, they probably don't get bananas and pajamas on there. So <laughs> it's not as good already. <laughs> I agree. But on the, on the grounds of play school. Oh, play school. That was a good show. Actually, actually hated play school. You know, because I remember it just went forever and I just wanted it to finish so Thomas the Tank Engine could come on. <laughs> and Thomas the Tank Engine, it's, it's like a it's like a five-minute show. And I was waiting there for like 45 minutes waiting for it to come on. And like five minutes goes by. And I was like, oh, well, that was a great episode. Percy got reunited with the Annie and Clarabelle and God, it was a, it was a banger show. I love, I love. Are, they the, are they the actual names? Annie and Clarabelle, yeah. They were Thomas's uh, personal <laughs> characters. And Percy, he was the uh, oh my God. he was the green I've one. Ever, I don't think I've ever watched Thomas the Tank Engine. I've watched Thomas the Dank Engine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great show too. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was just obsessed with Thomas the Tank as a little kid. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that show. See, I had Ostar growing up, so I don't think I ever really watched any of that sort of stuff. Any of the free to air kids shows. Oh, you're one of those people. Mm, I'm too yeah. good for Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm too well, busy on Nickelodeon honestly, watching Cat Dog. Ooh. Honestly, barely even knew it was a thing. I was just we always had it on All Star. <laughs> Unless Survivor was on, then we were on. What was that on back in the day? Channel Nine. I can't remember. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It's not Thomas the Tank Engine. I can't can't <laughs> can't educate you there. <laughs> Percy, the tribe has spoken. <laughs> 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 All right, so 
we'll move on to my story. So I've got two furfies and one real story. That's how I've sort of set mine up. I've got two furfies and one, one correct story. And this one's, this one's a little bit obvious, but I just want to sort of talk about it here. So first one, Nintendo perform a miracle and make people on the internet happy with their products and services. <laughs> His laugh is cutting out, but he's laughing. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> Second one. <laughs> Nintendo reveals the <laughs> Nintendo reveals the new Nintendo Switch Pro shows off how it enhances current games. <laughs> and, the, and the third one. A new Nintendo Switch with an OLED screen has been out, announced and comes out October. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh that you know, that first one could almost be a real news headline, but by like the chaser or the Batuta advocate or something, like a satirical place. <laughs> oh jeez. Has it ever happened? Has um any say oh. company, video game company or Nintendo themselves oh. actually released something everyone's like, Yes, that is fantastic. I will buy it for um, my money and I will be happy. Not for a long time. The last time I can think about people being very happy with what they received was like early PS3, Xbox 360 days, like very early PS3, Xbox 360 days. And since then, people have become very hard to please. Just before, and I mean, before the internet was like mainstream. <laughs> yeah, basically before everybody could go to Reddit and complain about everything. Became cool to be on the the side that was not happy. Are you much of a no, Reddit person, Ashley? You say Reddit? I use Reddit, but I'm definitely a lurker. I don't post anything, and I look at people posting and being mad about everything. I'm like, well, why bother? Why expend the energy? I'm definitely a I use it when it comes to Reddit. I got no idea what's going on. It's very easy to learn. It's just a massive forum website, basically. Mm. Probably the most popular one on the internet. I. Uh, assume. <laughs> yeah, say so. Uh, okay. Also, I I obviously know this is the, the the Switch Pro OLED screen was announced comes out October. Excellent. Well done. I'll crack. You cracked it. <laughs> also, me being a big gamer guy, I found out about that. Yeah. As soon as well, actually, I didn't find out about it as soon as it happened because it happened while I was in bed because I go to bed really early. But I there was I woke up to messages from several people saying, "Oh." This was announced and I was like, oh, cool. We've been waiting for this for so long. And then I opened it and I was like, switch OLED. What? <laughs> I guess just to uh, clarify a bit, because this isn't the games podcast. People are listening to this like, what the hell's a Nintendo? Is that what my grandma used to have when I used to go to her place? Or was that the PlayStation or the uh, bloody Atari? I don't know. But basically, Nintendo Switch is a, is a portable system. You can also play on your TV. Um, it's been out for four years and people are being asking for a, a brand new version with a bit more power so games run a bit better. Uh, and there were rumors going around for a long time since... since Like a long time. Mm, for like a couple of years that there's going to be a Switch Lite, like a smaller version that's only handheld. That's turned out to be real. That came out in 2018 or 2019. Oh, who cares? Who cares at this point? It's been a, been a long time since that came out, though, and we've sort of been expecting this year that it was going to be a, a basically a brand-new model for a long time. And uh, Nintendo, they finally announced it. I was actually up. I was uh, about to go to bed. I was sitting on the couch just going through YouTube, 
and the, it just came up. I'm like, oh my god! It's like they posted like a minute ago. Like it just came up literally on my YouTube. I just press. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm watching it. I'm like, it looks um, it looks great. So it's basically just like a switch with a better screen, being an OLED screen. So your colors are more vibrant. Your blacks are like a deeper black. Your whites are a more crisp white. Just a nicer screen. Typically, if you're going to buy a really nice TV, it's going to be an OLED screen. And um, on a on a small screen as well, it looks really nice. So, um, I think uh, personally, I've already got one pre-ordered. Ash, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm honestly, if I was really looking into it, like, do I need this? No, I do not. But I really like my handhelds and my Nintendo stuff. So I'm I'm literally just getting a model of each Switch um, to have like for my collection. And I probably will use this one because it's a nicer, bigger screen. But apart from that, like you really, you don't need one. And I think people are like, oh, why would I get this? It's like, well, you don't have to buy it, man. It's all good. Save your money. <laughs> use use the thing you've got right now. Enjoy it. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to just because they're releasing it. But how, how do you feel about it being a big Nintendo fan? Uh, look, obviously we all wanted the Pro. That's what we were waiting for. And hmm. this is what we're getting. And that's just how it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, I think it's it looks really nice. It looks so much nicer than the current Switch. The, the screen going all the way to the edges, it just looks so much better. Mm-hmm, definitely. Having said that, it's not very much bigger, even still. And I personally very, very rarely play handheld. I'm one of the few people that just always plays docked. So... Personally, I probably won't get it just because of that. If I did play handheld, like more or a lot or mostly, then I, I'd probably definitely get it. But because I don't, I, I kind of want it just because it looks really nice. And it's also <laughs> got bigger internal memory and better sound. But again, I've bought a massive SD card for my Switch that's like only half full. And I never play handheld, so the better sound doesn't mean anything to me either. Yeah. yeah. So I don't need it for either of those two things either. So I'm, I probably won't get it. And I, I don't. Th- I even though a lot of people are in the same boat as me, I think that they'll have no problem selling them. People that haven't bought a Switch yet will probably lean towards this model just because it's better. And a lot of people that do have them like yourself will still buy it. I w- might eventually one day anyway, but I'm still hoping that they'll release a pro one day or a, an upgraded model in some aspect. But I did see something that interested me a bit on, oh, I can't remember where I saw it on one. Was it an article or was it their website? They put in like a disclaimer or a like an asterisk at the bottom of one of their pages because they still haven't actually i think what i read was that it must have been on an article i think what i read was that they still haven't actually shared the specs of it if they're different or not which like leads everyone to believe that they're exactly the same um as in like the internal specs Mm. and it had a thing at the bottom where it said this switch like certain games might have decreased functionality on the older switch because of this new model and that I thought that was interesting because that was the same thing that happened with the new 3DS. Yeah, when it, that came out, and that did have more RAM. Yeah, it had more RAM, and I 
I wouldn't get too excited about it being more powerful because no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I know it won't be, but if they're gonna, I just thought if, that was an interesting thing to include. If they're going to like say you think um, that like a slightly bigger screen and better sound wouldn't change functionality between games usually, but it was just an interesting thing I thought that they included. Mm. Yeah, because like the improved sound, like that, that's going to be that's going to be great if you're playing in um, handheld mode and the the screen being better. That's going to be great. You use the kickstand. That's going to be great. It's just, it actually oh, takes yeah, up the whole back yeah. instead of one little sliver coming out the back. But like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think people are like really looking for it to be what it isn't. Just looking, looking into the trailer and so, oh, they haven't, they haven't actually said anything. But don't know if if it did have more RAM and it ran games better, that would be the first thing they say. That is why yeah, would they leave I that know, out of their marketing. That is that would I be know, really strange. But I do. I know. I I I just. Really, like, I know it will be exactly what's been marketed already. I just, I just thought, like, I, I can't. I guess I thought it was a weird thing to say because mm. what in like what game would have decreased functionality on the old Switch compared to this one because of a, the screen being bigger or the sound being better? Even like most people when they're playing handheld probably play with headphones anyway. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. It's just an odd thing don't to say. Know. Yeah. Oh well, if you want some more in-depth Nintendo chatter, you can tune in to us at the House of Mario. But um, until then, <laughs> we'll we'll leave this one as a as a mystery, Ash, as a mystery. I'm looking forward to it. Though. I've pre-ordered it on my bloody shill. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> five hundred and forty bucks. This thing is now. I know it's almost the same price as the digital edition PS5. <laughs> yeah, which is you know the different devices, and I don't know, it's not that bad a thing, I guess, but. No, nah, I think these days that's a pretty like between four hundred and fifty and six hundred is a pretty like it's what you'd expect from a console. Mm, definitely, especially a brand new one or a newer iteration of one. Yeah, yeah. It's like a- I say that the both of the the Xbox and the PlayStation was seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> Yeah, you can get the yeah the Xbox Series S for five hundred in Australia though, so it's more expensive than that. But yes, but the Xbox Series S is less powerful than the Xbox Series X. Mm. But you can't pick that. You can't pick it up and play it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You also can't play it on a plane. <laughs> mm. If you had an outlet, you might be able to. If you take like the TV and stuff with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I just, oh, that would be funny to see somebody just set up on their tray table. <laughs> I'll do it. I probably won't. I've got a switch though. So. <laughs> I'll just play my Switch with yeah. my slightly bigger screen and better sound. Yeah, right, I'm on to, kickstand. Finally so onto my fur, Finally onto my uh, third furphy. It's gonna fall apart from here, Ash. <laughs> All right. So before we get too sidetracked again, I'll give you the second round. Yes. Okay. Now my first round was animal themed. This one is uh, like dolphin themed. <laughs> That's still an animal. Uh, this is B to maybe C or D grade celebrity themed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so headline number one, man sets up CCTV for his house after front yard ornaments keep moving about. Turned out to be a, a drunk Elijah Wood prank, playing a prank. <laughs> Article number two, Lana Rhodes says she has proof we're living in a, simula- a simulation. Okay. And story number three, Stakem starts bizarre Twitter beef with Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
Okay, so Twitter beef, that should be pretty easy to start up. Everyone starts up Twitter beef. If you're a celebrity, a celebrity, you probably have to probably have to do it to stay relevant, you know. Oh, you know, get some articles written up about you, bring them up on cracking furfies, just really get that spotlight. Steakum is uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a steak brand. <laughs> Which is why it's even funnier because it starts a Twitter beef. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that brand, so there you go. Um, but like a lot of these brands, they are sort of like doing like just random stuff. Like you see Wendy's on Twitter in the states, they're just like yeah. always starting. Wendy's are like- savage. <laughs> <laughs> Why are Wendy's so savage? I don't know. I guess the social media teams just like you know we will stand out, <laughs> and this is how we'll do it. We'll go after McDonald's and um, more preferable places because like Wendy's in Australia, fucking sucks. Yeah, it really does. Like can, I hear about, the, I hear Americans States, talk about it, and it sounds awesome. It's like it's just like an actual fast food place. It's like McDonald's or Hungry Jack's for us, Burger King for them. Over here, it's for a few types of ice cream, milkshakes, and a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, they have like the ad where it's like, "Oh, the shaking dog," and it's like it's yeah, just a combo dog. with a hot dog and a milkshake. And that was a pretty got, pretty effective marketing. But I once got food poisoning from a Wendy's hot dog. From no, a hot dog. Hot, well, I've hell. hated hot dogs ever since. They are mm. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too, too keen on hot dogs. I know what's in them, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Plenty of sauce and plenty of bread when I have a hot dog. Um, all right. So the ornaments moving around the front yard. So that that could that could happen from Elijah Wood. Cheeky Elijah Wood having too many furfies. Mm. Too many furfies. All right. So. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what the middle one was. Now, what was that one again, Ash? <laughs> you, you seem to like forgetting the middle one. I do. The middle one was Lana Rhodes says she has proof we're living in a simulation. All right. So, I'm actually really keen to hear what this proof is because I, I too have these feelings that I'm just in a simulation. I, I just find myself during the day just like feeling my arms, being like, "This isn't real. This is a. <laughs> I'm simulated. I, I'm simulated." And I'm stimulated all day. <laughs> Funny you should say that. I accidentally wrote situation when I wrote it out, but I know it's simulation. So I corrected myself before I said it. But if I just said proof, we're living in a situation. We're like, what situation? Mm, so that bit of information you gave me there, did you just give away? But that's the furphy. That's the made up one. No, no, I copied it. I brought, brought it up on my, I, when I do this, mm. I bring them up on my computer and then I write them out and Google it on my phone because it's just easier than searching it on my phone. All right. So I know your process now. All right. Good to know. Thank you, Ash. Thank you for that. Also, just just out of curiosity, do you know who Lana Rhodes is? No, not really. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, you're a very good Christian boy, aren't you? She's a former adult film star. This is awkward. I do know who she is. Now that you've pointed that out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you're talking about now yeah okay oh, that was brilliant <laughs> yeah no because I, I remember um i remember seeing roads and thinking oh that's very similar spelling to like road like the microphone brand and that's how that's how that sort of like stuck in my head <laughs> oh my god oh, oh. Maybe this is the proof that we're living in a simulation. Mm. 
Okay, yeah, I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. That's the Furfy. She's hopefully she's a very nice lady and she's not psychotic like that. Well, Lana Rhodes does indeed think that she has oh, proof fuck, of fuck living in a simulation. The fake one. My phone has just locked itself. It does, the What's with your finger- phone, Ash? What's going on? Yeah, with- I don't know. The, the fingerprint scanner doesn't work properly. Uh, the fake story, <laughs> the furphy, was man sets up CCTV for his front his house after front yard ornaments keep moving. Uh, Turned out to be a drunk Elijah Wood playing a prank. I knew I should have gone that one, but I was just too tempted with the... Do you want to hear about Lana Rhodes? Oh, please tell me. She's a very nice young lady. <laughs> I Apparently, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, give me one second. Okay. So, uh, the computer simulation theory has attracted the attention of some of the most revolutionary minds of our time. Tesla and SpaceX founder Elon Musk, award-winning astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. That ties oh, in with another story. There's our man. And now, none other than Lana Rhodes. Oh, watch her explain the theory here. No, I don't want to. Don't watch a video of her in it on, no. on the show, Ash. We'll, you'll get us. We're not going <laughs> to do that. Oh, we're getting some weird ads after that, targeted ads after that. Uh Okay, hang on. Here's a bit. Lana argued that the 12 zodiac signs and their personality traits assigned to each one are solid evidence supporting the concept, adding, a lot of people will agree if you're a Virgo, you have Virgo personality traits. If you're a Libra, you have Libra personality traits. If you don't believe in astrology, then just ignore this. But people who do, this might make sense to you. Mm. This seems to be baseless so far. It seems, it kind of seems like the designer or creator of this simulation got a little bit lazy and didn't want to design an individual personality for each person. (laughs) It's actually pretty funny. So they came up with the coding or the system. If you're born in this month, you get this personality. I don't know. It seems a little sus to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess. That's exactly the kind of. The kind of take I would expect an adult film star to have on this sort of topic. Yeah, is that the type of thing she thinks about when she's like, you know, on the set, she's getting her makeup and all that sort of stuff done, and she's just sat in a chair, looking into the mirror, looking into her own eyes, just thinking like, are we in a simulation? Is this what is really happening? But because I just take while the- she's on set performing. Oh God. <laughs> No, she's no, she's she's a professional. She she's she's in the work while she's working. <laughs> she's in the moment. <laughs> she's in the moment. Yes, but I just feel like you know, with the star signs and stuff, it's very so such a rough outline, and those star signs are set up to be like they can sort of really just be adapted to anyone. And if you if you read your own star sign, you're like, oh, that is me. Well, wow. <laughs> and then yeah, but then like. What I'd usually do, because I don't believe in star signs either, and I literally never read them, but on the off chance, I've, I've probably read them maybe three or four times in my life. But when I do read them, I usually read like four or five of them, and I'm like, well, pretty much all five of these apply to me. Mm. And that's usually how they are. They're just very vague, but they are written in a way that makes it seem personal. I also have found that, because I'm born right on the edge of one star sign to another, which is I'm a cancer by like one day, but some star sign guides actually say that I'm a Gemini. So I'm like, if you can change my entire personality by one day and then some of them will even mix and match, I'm like, that that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Because I'm a Gemini, so if you were born one day earlier, we'll be the exact same person. 
Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, so, some guides say that I am, even though. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that Gemini usually, no, Gemini, Cancer usually starts on the 22nd. I'm born on the 23rd. But then I think I've seen ones where it says that Cancer starts as early as the 20th. I don't know. I forget because I don't care about star signs. <laughs> There was yeah. this thing recently. Oh, what was it? We might have been playing a Jackbox game. And I think it might have been Trivia Murder Party. And it was saying something about naming star signs. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I could name literally Gemini and Cancer and then like two others. And that's it. That's all I know. I don't know the star signs, let alone know the dates. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's how much I care about Star Science. Did you lose the game though because of that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was uh, it was one of those things where you had to like get it or you died because it was Trivia Murder Party. I don't know if you've played it before. It's a I very have. fucking yeah. game. Yeah. No, I love that one. I've got, is it is it uh, Jackbox Party Pack 3? I think I've got. Yeah, I think it's in that one. It's in three of them. There's three Trivia Murder Parties now, I think. Oh, no, maybe there's okay. just two. Yeah, there might be two. It's in... That one and six, I think. Trevor Murder Party 2. It's basically the same. It's just got different questions, a few more mini games. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get more. I've only got the one pack and we just play the same games whenever anyone comes over. So I need to I, get some variety. Jackbox Party Packs 3 was probably the best one. Oh, really? But there are a lot of really good games in some of the other ones. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about now, Jackbox Party Pack <laughs> is a video game, but it's a very social one. So what, like you only need one person to have the game and you'd put it on a screen and then you log in. It has to be played over the internet. You use your phone, you log in through your web browser to the website and then everybody writes in their answers or in some games you draw pictures and you submit them via your phone and they show up on the screen. And I can't really explain what you do because there's heaps of different mini games in there. Yeah. But there's a game that's basically, if you've ever heard of the board game Boulder Dash, it's where you have to, it'll ask you a really obscure trivia question that pretty much no one will ever know the answer to. And you've got to come up with an answer that sounds believable. And then it'll come up with every, what everybody's written in and the right answer. And you've got to try to pick the right one. And then you'll get points for people picking yours. And you'll also get points for picking the right answer. And that's, yeah, there's loads of fun little games like that. That's a game that you do not have to be a gamer to play. It's a fantastic game. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I need to I need to get more because it's just such a big hit when people come over. We have so much fun playing it. I usually have to pull I've it out got, because people can't like can like get the idea of playing Mario Kart or something that's a bit more involved. Yeah, no, definitely. It's also you can have more people as well. If you've ever got a few more than four and you don't want to take turns or you don't want to set up another console or anything, you can yeah, so there's a there's one of the games you can have up to sixteen people, and that game's loads of fun oh as God. well. Um, yeah, I've I've got all of them on PC, and then I think I've got five of them as well on Switch. <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on those games, <laughs> but it's good. It's not like a game where you have to. There's in-game purchases or anything like that. You just buy it once, and then you've got them all, and that's it. There's there's nothing else to pay. It's it's great. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace from a lot of games these days. <laughs> All right, Ash, so I've got one more story and uh, then we'll uh, go on our ways. <laughs> so just before we get into this, I just 
I need to uh, let some people know some, I guess, context for some of these people. So, um, Friendly Geordies, I don't know if you've heard of him, Ash. He's a, he's, he's a YouTuber. He is uh, he's basically a comedian. He's also a journalist, reports a lot on Australian politics. He's very um, Labor-leaning. By very Labor-leaning, I mean he, he hates the Liberals <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, there's uh, his channel. And there's also John Barillaro, who is um, <laughs> Ruz. De- yeah, deputy deputy uh, state premier of uh, New South Wales, and um, yeah, we'll get into it there. So you know exactly what we're on about. So you'll you'll be able to guess this very easy. I've sort of just set these topics up, just been like, yeah, this let's discuss this. <laughs> um, so the f- first article or headline or whatever you want to. John Barillaro expresses concerns over a man having sexual relations within his Airbnb home. Next one is Australia is a democracy and allows free speech against politicians. And the third one, Friendly Geordie's producer arrested and charged uh, for stalking John Barillaro. So Yeah, no, I know this one because I actually only about, I don't know, a few days ago, I watched about a 17-minute video on it. And <laughs> Very it is, educated then. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually don't like Friendly Geordies at all. I only mm-hmm. just watched it because I thought it was interesting what had happened. Um, yeah, it was his uh, producer was arrested for stalking. And, oh, it's... It's it's a wild ride, I can tell you that much. <laughs> the <laughs> whole story is pretty, like it sounds fake. It sounds like this has been made up for a sitcom. It was like when we found out here in Melbourne that COVID was getting out of the quarantine because the security guards were sleeping with the were having sex with the people in quarantine. I'm mm. like, that doesn't sound real. That doesn't sound like something that would actually happen in real life. It so, sounds like something from a TV show. So no one's that dumb, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so they are. <laughs> um, so Only in Melbourne. <laughs> just before we get into this uh, news.com.au article, so what is? Uh, why don't you like Friendly Geordies? Um, personally, I actually, I actually really quite enjoy Friendly Geordies, and I can see why you wouldn't like him at all. It's very. <laughs> I. Look, it all comes down to just I just don't think he's funny. Yeah. And his videos, like anybody's videos that are that style, very difficult to watch if you're not laughing. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I have a bit of a laugh, but for the most part I don't like it. But when you don't like it, you start to just pick on whatever. I I think he's really based. He's very like my opinion should be everyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, and that bothers me. Like, I have opinions, but I'm like, if you don't agree, then whatever. It's your opinion. You're allowed to have your opinion. But he's very much like, my opinion is law. And it just really annoys me. Yeah. So I, I listen to him because he's like, I find his like content funny because he's just, he's just really, so he sounds like a really dumb sense of humor. And it just gets me. Like, I, I have a dumb sense of humor. So straight away, his, his videos got me before he got into like the politics stuff and, uh, down here, it's very right-leaning as well. So him having uh, sort of like a liberal sort of view, it does sort of like give me like a bit of balance. Like, oh, so why, like why all these people down here are saying this thing? I've grown up, my parents and friends and family will all, all vote one way. And I I say, I, I remember as a kid, I might ask him like, you know, why, why do they always win the votes? Why are you voting for them? And I never really get that great an answer. And like listening to a different side, I'm like, oh, fair enough. And 
through then I can listen to different people and put my own opinion in and, you know, go from there. So that's I, I, I enjoy it from that point of view as well as, as well as just like the fun sort of nature. He sort of puts that in- information towards us in his YouTube videos. But um, we'll go into the, the story now. So he's being sued by John Barillaro because he's been very, very sort of uh, critical of John's work as a deputy premier of New South Wales. Um, he's put information forward that, um, you know, John's been up to quite a few corrupt things within his um, legislature over there. And, you know, I didn't know who John Barillaro was from a bar of soap before Friendly Geordie's sort of brought him up. Because why would I? I'm not super into politics, let alone state politics in New South Wales, you know. From here in South Australia, that's a really weird thing for me to be looking into by myself. Yeah, but a pretty a pretty niche topic to just research yeah. with no reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But him from he is from Sydney in, in New South Wales, so um, that's why he's concentrating on me and sort of bringing some of this stuff to light. Um, I don't want to say like you know he's hundred percent right because he's got all the information there. He's got sources and quotes and all this type of thing. But you know I'm not I'm not going to say that it's all true. I, I do believe him, but I'm not going to say it on my own show <laughs> that John Barillaro is corrupt. Because God forbid he'll come after me too, Ash. <laughs> God, he'll, he'll send the police after me in South Australia. Maybe I'm safe here. I don't know. Maybe I can say, John, you're a, you're a silly billy who likes spaghetti. I don't know. I don't know if I can get away with that here. <laughs> it did. I did actually get a good laugh in the video where, because I watched, a, it was like a news report about what happened. And then I watched the his video about what happened. Yeah. Cause I hadn't watched any of his videos for a long time. And I actually did laugh about like, it was very serious tone. The whole video when he was explaining what a, the altercation showing the video that, um, cause his producer actually filmed it when they came to his house mm-hmm. and arrested him. It was, it was pretty full on. It was, I it couldn't, was. I was, it was so much like more intense than it needed to be. Yeah, definitely. So I'll read this article. I'm not 100% sure of what information is in this. This is from three weeks ago on news.com. So the article reads, A producer for YouTube comedian Friendly Geordies has been arrested by a specialist New South Wales police unit after allegedly stalking and intimidating New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro. New South Wales Police confirmed the fixated person's investigation unit arrested and charged the 21-year-old Crystal Lanker earlier this month and arrested and arrest followed a complaint by the Deputy Premier. Quote, A man has been charged following inquiries by the Fixated Persons Investigations Unit. End quote. Um, So at 5pm on June 4th, a 21-year-old man was arrested in a home in Dutchwell Hill. Uh, He was taken to Newtown Police Station and charged with two counts of stalking and intimidating with intent to cause fear or physical harm. Police will allege one offence was committed at uh, Macquarie University on April 19th, while the second is alleged to have occurred in Sydney on June 4th, hours before the arrest. Mr. Lanker was granted strict uh, conditional bail to appeal at Newtown Local Court on June 24th. So this is like a lot of information like that in here, but um, basically what happened is after... Um, they uh, after like John saw must have come across Jordan's content. Didn't like it, obviously. You know whether it's true or false, John's not going to be too happy with what's put out there. So he actually um, put out that he was going to sue Friendly Geordies, and 
sort of a lot of drama happened between then. No one actually confronted Jordan or the team that they were being sued. So Jordan actually did a stunt where he went up to the lawyer's office and said, all right, can you just give us the documents so we can get this thing moving and, you know, hopefully end it and get it out of our lives. And apparently the sort of the terms were that it has to be handed to them to their hand. So friendly Geordies, Jordan, Jordan Shanks, he went up to, he went there with a fake hand. <laughs> and he handed over, the lawyer or whoever handed over the documents and it just like fell on the ground because he's he's got a fake prosthetic hand. He just drops the hand. He goes, whoops. <laughs> like he's just, like there's, there's, there's a few moments in there which are funny, but it's just like such a total dick. Like fucking, this, it'll just frustrate these men so much, I reckon. Um, and, and as that continues, uh, there was, there was a moment where um, the actual the producer uh, who is uh, who did get um, arrested was he he there's footage of him confronting John saying hey John you're suing my boss can you um can you give us a this is an exact quote but can you give us some more information you know whatever and he just drives off and uh, John drives off and so all right well that's the end of that there was no sort of stalking there was no harassment there was no verbal sort of swearing or anything like that. It was very, very whatever. But then, yeah. yeah there was definitely like, there was no abuse or anything like that. He just walks up to the car and goes, hey, John, you're suing my boss because he's trying to... What actually happened was that they the papers were filled out incorrectly. It was the wrong yes. address. Mm-hmm. And he he had the papers and he was trying to tell him, oh, that's what, that's what they say was happening is that he was trying to tell him. Whether that's actually what he was trying to do, no one really yeah. knows. John Barilaro, he, put, they never, that in, <laughs> he put they never that he lived spoke, in. <laughs> so nobody knows what he, well, what he was trying to do. He definitely had the papers, though, because he was mm. holding them. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> on, they on, never spoke. He just said, hey, John, you're suing my boss. And he's just like, hey, John, hey, John. And he gets in the car and drives away, and that, that's the whole thing. Yeah, because John Barilaro, he put that on He put on the papers that he lives in Parliament House. So like, you don't live there, mate. <laughs> 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 that's pretty obvious but yeah it's just a it's just a frustrating news story like as um what a lot of people are concerned about is that you know you know friendly geordies he comes across as a bit of a dick and i i quite enjoy that in his content like <laughs> i recognize that but i'm not too worried but what what people are concerned about is that if we say something like our politicians are not doing what we need them to do what we elected them to do what we are paying them for is that we can't say anything about it. Otherwise, they're going to get like a fucking terrorist group to come to our house and arrest us. Yeah, like, that's another thing is that, that the group that arrested him was actually the counterterrorism group that was set up after mm-hmm. the Lint Cafe siege. And that's what they're being used for. Yeah, they just... Like, that just yeah. absolutely is not why they were founded. And yeah. that, they arrested a civilian for stalking. A premier who, when he just walked up to him and said, "Hey, you're suing my boss," and then he got in the car and drove away. Yeah. That was it. Because there's so many conversations this brings up. Like, you know, you got politicians using our tax money as just personal bodyguards to take down people that disagree with them. So that is, uh, you know, there's a few countries you can point towards and say, you know, this happened there and <laughs> inspired sort of uh, movements in history that weren't so positive. Let's just say without getting into it. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's that extreme, but who knows? Who knows what it could lead to if you just let let um, this type of thing slide under the rug. But um, the last video Friendly Geordie's posted was this video talking about this. It's called Arrested, and it's at 1.1 million views at the moment. Posted three weeks ago, 
So yeah, it's um it's something I'm definitely keeping an eye on, and it's definitely something for the better better part of a month. I've had no friendly Geordies content, so fuck's sakes, John, get your shit together. So I, I um quite often I come home, and I ever watch Friendly Geordies or I watch uh, Isaac Butterfield, who's another Australian comedian. There's like there's there's a a nice group of Australian comedians that really really make me laugh when I get home. So I quite quite enjoy that. But Friendly Geordies is one of the one of the top ones I like this thing too. Whether it's like a serious topic or just him dressed up in a flanny pretending to be a bogan, I don't mind. I have as fun with me. I, re- I remember those videos as well. They were like the real early ones, weren't they? Yeah, that's what he used to do a lot. Yeah, just like pretending to be a council worker and or someone getting a DIY or something like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's all I need to say about that. I just brought that up just to talk about that. Very easy for you to crack. I gave you two very easy furfies for the first one, Ash. So I mean, the first one wasn't as easy. Oh, no, sorry. It was the next two, wasn't it? Mm. I got three from three. Well done. <laughs> yeah, you gave me two very easy ones. That's all right. I just wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about the Switch with Ash. <laughs> it's like, you're like mm, do they do an OLED or do they make people happy? I don't know who. <laughs> Did you see the um the meme I sent in the the House of Mario general chat? I did, I did. I forgot what it was, but it made me laugh when I looked at it. <laughs> it was the um, the, it was like Principal Skinner and Superintendent oh, Chalmers. Yeah. It's like I thought you said uh, Switch Pro, and I was like, no, <laughs> I was Pro led. It's a regional dialect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the Simpsons meme. It's like, oh, I thought we were getting Switch Pro. Uh, don't no, I said switch pro led. <laughs> uh, Original dialect. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I love how they made that a meme from like The Simpsons. Principal Skinner, Seymour Hams. What an episode! Steamed Hams. Yeah, no, those steamed Hams, delicious. <laughs> All right. So Ash, with uh, every episode. We're going to try and get a bloody Furphy sponsorship. And, you know, here, here on Cracking Furfies, we've got a podcast called Cracking Furfies. We're talking about Furfies. We're drinking Furfies. God forbid we need some sponsorship here. Stuff doesn't pay for itself. Or an, at least, Ash, I know you're a big fan of beanies. We need a beanie. We need a backpack. We need a free T-shirt. We need something from Furfy. Little creatures who brew it in Geelong. We need something from them. Bloody hell. So every episode, we're going to try and get something from them. And here at the bar, uh, it's actually a quite popular spot for the Furfy Rep to come in every now and again. But I don't know if he's in tonight, so let's uh, let's ask our barkeeper if uh, the Furfy Rep is in tonight. So looking around, I can't see him, but uh, excuse me, barkeeper, is uh, the Furfy Rep in tonight? Yes, he is actually. He quite often comes in. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, Ash, let's go and confront this Furfy Rep, and I think we need to sort of give him our pitch. We're going to get... We're going to get arrested for stalking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's right. Well, no, they're not a corrupt politician. They're just trying to sell <laughs> Furfy. <laughs> Imagine if it was just John Barillaro. Yeah, just, oh, God, it's John. Is the Furfy rep. How do, you, how do you be the deputy premier and a representative for the uh, the Furfy? Hmm? How do you do that? <laughs> Corruption. <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking, Ash. We're going to try and impress uh, the rep here. Uh, we're going to say how nice... Our furfy was tonight. I'm on the lager. You are on the refreshing ale. Um, so let's confront him and let's give him our true word on the beautiful drop of furfy. All right, boys, impress me. Why should we sponsor you? Being sponsored by Furfy is a very prestigious title. Look, Mr. Representative, I know it is a very prestigious title and that does not 
go unnoticed by me. But I, I know Ash here, he's been sipping on that beer all night long. He loves it very much. Ash, what do you think, mate? Well, I love it so much that I've just finished it just before we started speaking. Um, yeah, down to the last drop, savoured it. Just a flavour disco on my dance on my dance pots, on my taste buds. Ooh. It tasted so good that I'm mixing my words up. That's what I'm saying. It just, oh, gosh, I can't even. I try to put it into words and I fail. <laughs> the that's alcohol good it is. certainly works in the furphy, that's for sure. <laughs> Don't worry about that. So that's what I think. So i got to be honest, Mr. Representative, I got really hooked on Furphy. I, I, I got the shakes when I don't have it, actually. I love Furphy so much. I, I just I can't stop drinking it. I drink it every minute. I brush my teeth with it. It's fantastic stuff. But I quite often drink the ale. The ale is fantastic, and it put me on to pale ale in general. got to be honest with you, Mr. Representative, fantastic stuff. But tonight, I'm trying the crisp lager. The crisp lager, it's crisp, and it's lager. That's for sure. It's definitely lager. Uh, I do enjoy that it is comes in a clear bottle. I know the clear bottle is just a marketing tactic. I know this, Mr. Representative. Don't you try and bullshit me. Because, to be honest, how sun gets through a clear bottle, it sort of damages the beer a lot more. So if this is just in the in the drive-thru at a, at a local bar, for example, um, it's going to be damaged and go foxy a lot quicker. So I'm not too flash on that, mate. It needs to be in a green bottle or brown bottle, much like the ale. But apart from that, mate, if you get it nice and uh, early, so it's nice and fresh, it's a beautiful drop. It's a beautiful drop. Compare the Carlton Dry, I think it's really, really on par with Carlton Dry. I'm a big Carlton Dry fan too. I'm not exclusive. Don't you worry about that, Mr. Representative. I've got experience in other beers as well, but this is an absolutely fantastic drop. We're going to be continuing to drink it on this podcast. It's good stuff. I'm on my third drink. Um, I've got three more. Will they be finished tonight? Goodness gracious, no. I'm not an alcoholic. Let's not get too excited here. I'm not going to be that good a customer for you. I'm not going to be that customer who comes through every day saying, can I have a six-pack? And the publican sort of looks at him and goes, all right, I feel bad because you're an alcoholic, but I feel good because I'm making money. Hey, I'm not going to be that customer. The publican doesn't have to worry about that. They can be sort of assured I'm going to be there on a Saturday night, maybe once a fortnight, maybe once a month. But apart from that, I'm good. But... I don't know. Mr. Mr. Representative, does that sell you on giving us a sponsorship? Maybe just a beanie. Just a beanie for now. Could be a hat. A cap. A cap even. No, caps are a bit cheaper. They're not as much to stitch in that. But what do you think about that, mate? Sorry, boys. We're all sponsored up this month. I'll be back next month if you want to give it another go. Uh, Well, Ash, we always got next week, my friend. Not this week. We can't get it straight away, but... It is what it is. Just just quickly, um, the way you were talking when you were giving your spiel mm. sounded very much how like a just after talking about politics for so long, mm. how a pol- okay. politician would talk. Is it in the, the House of Representatives? I think it is where they, it's like the mm, yeah. oh, House of Commons maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about politics where they all like debate and stuff like that and they have to talk to there's the person that resides above them called the speaker and they call him Mr. Speaker. Yes. And you kept like you were talking very concise, very like well spoken and everything like that and you would you would stop and be like Mr. Representative. It was the same way I was talking Thank you Mr. Speaker. <laughs> it was really making me laugh. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's just the beer talking. That's just the furphy. That is the power of furphy, everyone. It makes you a great public speaker. If you want to do a podcast <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I don't know about starting an episode. It's really, really daunting. I can't talk into a microphone. 
an audience. Oh, God, that's really, really scary. Just have three furfies. Bang. You're talking about all the most educational, important topics out there. You're talking about um, sperm quality. You're talking about B-grade celebrities, what bullshit they're getting up to. You're talking about the Nintendo Switch, everyone. So, yeah. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> Mr. Speaker. So, yeah. Yeah, just if you ever need to give a public speech of any manner, just smash 12 furfies. 12, yeah. You'll that, be fine. You'll be That's wicked. That's how I got through all of my year four presentations. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd have like a sip of your dad's West End. See, we're, we're a long we're a long way from the days of our dad's West End. How do you feel about West End, Ash? Uh, my dad was never a West End drinker, so mm. I've only had it like once, and I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. But they're, they're closing the brewery, aren't they? It's done, isn't it? Yeah, no, she done, mate. She done. Mm-hmm. No more West End. But, yeah, no, I, I couldn't care less personally. Now, we've got Furfy now, Ash. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah, we still have our delicious Furfy. Yeah, the representative is still listening to us. Yeah, we, yeah. Nah, Furfy's great. Yep. We'll we'll just that? like turn around and say, like, yeah, yeah, it's, I love it. <laughs> you can't, I don't know if anybody's listening. You can't see me, but I was turning around when I was saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, the audio listeners are like, the fuck are you doing? Well, he actually had his head turned. That was the joke. He's yeah, a- yeah. I was just saying if he was still listening, but. Yeah, I in an audio medium that does not work. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, well, um, maybe they can see you because they're actually in your house. Oh well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, everyone's just standing in the shower having a furphy, seeing the crack in furfies. Maybe they're maybe they're um, getting some soap studs on their gooch, just getting it nice and clean, getting that dead skin off. Just peeling it off their gooch. It's just like an a apple. A lot of, lot of dead skin for me on the gooch. A lot of dead skin. A lot of good skin. Get that loofah all over that gooch. So that brings us full circle, and that's the end of the first episode of Crack and Furfies, I was, Ash. I had a lot of fun, my friend. I think the Furfies must put us in sync, but I, I was literally about to say we've come full circle back to the start. Wow. But, yeah, no. Wow. Full circle is a good way to end, I would say. Absolutely. We've hit 360 degrees, the perfect reflex angle. Yeah. Um, did you have fun? I had loads of fun. You're always having fun when you're drinking a furphy. <laughs> Absolutely. The reps are here. <laughs> keep, keep it coming. <laughs> we'll have a bloody furphy sponsorship by episode five at this point. This is... <laughs> uh, all right, Ash. I'll see you next week, my friend. It's time to get back to our missus. Back to um, back out the bar. Well, mine's not here, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's not. She, she can't come to the pub with you. It's, it's, it's all about it's all about the um the theme, Ash. We're at we're at the bar. We're not at home. We're not doing this over Discord. It's all good. All right. <laughs> all right, Ash. I'll see you next week. See you, dude. No worries. See you later, my friend. Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, 
and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show you further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.